course is a cyclical nature they took our resources and gave us biblical pages we took it for standard though we've been sitting for ages made us fear the ten commandments while just sinning courageous see life is a joke and we're living in this parody here sided with hope it makes us used to see this parody fit excuse the triple entendre but see this pirate is quit he doesn't speak for the powerless but the powerless ear welcome to the thinkaroo talks podcast the only place where conversations make you think get ready for this one yet another episode see you in there so guys welcome to episode one of the thinkaroo talks podcast if this is your first time here glad to have you on board if you listened to the intro episode and decided to take the journey a step further i really appreciate it and i hope to have you listen to more episodes and i hope to get your feedback um this particular conversation was very powerful and i you know i, I basically sit down with a good friend of mine barry mansour who happens to be the founder of a men's grooming startup called Lathe Beards. So uh, Barry and I met up in a cafe in Dublin, Dublin city centre. Uh, this was around February. Yeah, so we met then and we were actually both uh, in our final year of college at the time. So it was a pretty, pretty stressful period. Um, but in the midst of all that, we managed to meet up and we did the interview and it was a very 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 powerful one i want to tell you a little bit about the cafe right so we walk in there and it wasn't it wasn't packed right there there weren't too many people there so you felt comfortable enough to walk in sit down plug your equipment in and you know get recording so we thought anyway right everyone seemed to be doing their own thing as people in cafes often do right you're kind of engaged in typical chatter and you know you're doing your thing and you're not watching them and and vice versa um the barista was to our left and there was also music playing in the cafe so i mean there was a nice atmosphere anyway but then we bring out our mics (laughs) and we bring out our mics plug them into the the recorder i hit record and i go you know i think welcome to the thinkaroo talks podcast and in that moment it just felt like it felt like everything just came to a standstill like in my head the barista just had stopped doing whatever he was doing in my head the music had stopped and it felt like everyone had just stopped what they were doing and were looking at us and as you actually go into the episode, you'll find that, no, the music was actually playing all along. And there was just this wave of awkwardness that just just came over the two of us. So the reason I'm saying this is you're going to notice that in the first, first one to three minutes, right, just that we're a bit awkward you know and we were kind of speaking in a low tone because it just felt like everyone was listening to you um but but stick around because from the third minute 
onwards, we kind of, we found our stride and we had a really, really, really interesting conversation. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to just run you through really quickly what you can expect from this particular episode. So we speak on how he founded his company, Lathebeards, how he essentially stumbled onto the opportunity, um, how curiosity led him to do more research and eventually launch his company with just 1,500 euros. We speak on stepping into the unknown, his strategy uh, for getting social media influencers on board. We even go into like his initial, the initial message that he sends to them. So for anyone who's interested in that kind of stuff, um, we speak on how he remained persistent, even in the face of many of them being unresponsive. Uh, the key challenges he's faced in the two years he's been in business, how he recruited his mom into his vision, um, transitioning from being an international student who's struggling to adapt to a new culture, um, basically getting kicked out of college after facing his uh, after failing his first year, uh, which was the sole reason he was here, right? Uh, being under the influence, having to reevaluate friendships. Um, we even go into his struggle with like happiness, you know, like seeking happiness through external uh, sources and then finally deciding to do cognitive behavioral therapy in order to internalize happiness, you know, facing up to his anxiety and like the relief that followed. Um, how he learned not to misrepresent his current reality based on failings from the past. We go into you know, the words of encouragement he would offer to somebody in a negative state, dealing with failure or feeling hopeless. Um, we talk about how, I guess, having a girlfriend has had an effect on him, uh, the power of the relationship, uh, needing periodic validation from your partner. And, and there's just so much, so much more. Um, here's a little challenge for you guys, right? Can you identify the part of the conversation where, where he says, uh, to be honest, Harry, that's a hard question. Let me know. And look, I think you're really going to enjoy this because it's a very, very, very powerful conversation Bar the first three minutes. Um, so, guys, that's all I'm going to say for now. See you in there. Uh, please leave a review. And we're going to be running a competition, uh, a giveaway for the best review I'll, I'll, I'll communicate more on that anyway but have a good listen
Okay, so let's let's roll. So guys, uh, welcome to another episode of Thinker Who Talks podcast with Trevor Harold. Today I've got a my really good friend here. I'm gonna let him introduce himself. Oh, hey, yeah. Uh, my name is Mansoor Barry. Um, I'm 24 years old, studying business and management in Dublin, Ireland. I'm from Saudi Arabia and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So, f- final year at the moment. Yeah. How are you finding that? Stressful, man. <laughs> a lot of writing, a lot, a lot of reading. A lot of re- reading and writing. The whole, the whole lot. Yeah, yeah I'm in, in exactly the same boat. What, what do you find most challenging about it? Uh, I hate writing, to be honest. Oh, really? In general, myself, like, so. Uh, uh, so I think that's the most difficult part. Just the, the writing, like just the different... You're doing a thesis right I'm now. doing a thesis, mm, like cool, a cool. project. Mm, like, yeah. like uh, I have to finish 15,000 words on oh, yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, and where, where are you at now? With, with I'm around 10,000 right now. You're on your way. Yeah, yeah. And what are you doing it on? Uh, I'm doing it on leadership and ethics. Okay. Uh, I'm talking about leadership in general, then specifying ethics and communication and honesty in communication. And then I'm going to apply it. Now I'm applying it on Donald Trump and his style of leadership <laughs> and ethics. And, and what, what, what is it that kind of draws you to the idea of leadership? Or like, what, what draws you to ethical leadership? Uh, I found it interesting because it combines philosophy with uh, leadership in mm, general mm. like leadership i found it like uh i need to learn that more about communication and leadership because uh, i have my own uh, like my in my own startup i believe i will benefit need it. benefit from from ethical leadership exactly yeah okay. yeah how to motivate others how to, like, to be straight with others and earn their trust mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um well, that's interesting so so guys um Mansoor has his own startup. It's called Lake Beard, right? And uh, what we're going to do, we're going to talk a little bit about that. So, sure. so tell us about Lake Beard. Uh, well, I hope I'm, pr- I'm pr- pronouncing it correctly. It's Lake Beards. Lake Beards. Beards, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. cool. I was close. Uh, tell, yeah. tell me about it. Uh, Lake means lion mm-hmm. uh, in Arabic. And uh, I've started it around two years ago, November 2016. Wow, already two years, that's, that's, uh, that's crazy. A year and a half, two yeah, years. Yeah, no, but like, still, I mean, I mean, that's impressive that you've kept it on. It's not easy to be in that startup, you know, phase. A lot of a lot of startups, you know, kind of pop up and then die off. Yeah. In a few months. Yeah. Um, so, what, 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 what is your mission with Late? Um, to be honest, when I started with it, mm-hmm. uh, like I started it, I was chilling with my friends in their apartment, and one of them told me, like, why don't you grow a beard? That would look nice at you. <laughs> I never gave it a try. Let me give it a try. Like, yeah, yeah. So I started growing it, and while growing it, I was finding a lot of these products, beard oils, beard balms, like combs and stuff, mm-hmm. and I found it interesting. And when I went for the summer that year, uh, so went as and went back to Saudi. Went back to Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. yeah, as for vacation. 
I went to this fancy barber next to our house, mm -hmm. and I was looking for. Uh, I asked him if he, if he has any beard oils, right? To to help me with it, he was like, "Excuse me, what's a beard oil?" <laughs> like, okay, yeah. Like it sparked the idea. Oh, there's a lot of like beards in Saudi Arabia. No beard product. No beard product. Exactly. That's yeah. interesting. So, that was the first time you actually like conceived of some yeah. sort of idea. Yeah. yeah. Right. So what, what I mean, what was that moment like for you? So you said it sparked the idea, right? And, and then you know what what happened next? Did you like uh, on, on on the spot were you just uh, thinking? I mean, what was going through your mind in that moment? Uh, I found it interesting. There's an opportunity over here. Uh, we have like a lot of religious people growing beards. We have a lot of like hipsters growing beards. Every, like everybody's growing a beard over mm, there, you know. Mm, mm. And uh, but there are no beard products. And I was searching online for competitors or every uh, or anything. I couldn't find any. I think for two months or three months. Really? Yeah. That, that that's interesting because, I mean, you would assume that, as you said, that's that's a huge opportunity for for you know entrepreneurs in this space why do you think it hadn't been explored up until this point I have no idea to be honest mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, 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 until I mean, now I have no idea right, right. but I mean that's that's great for you though mm. Mm. and then um, so what was the next step um, I remember I was researching a lot of like companies if I can buy bulk from them uh, okay, so, so, so you immediately because Here's where I'm going with this, right? It's one thing to say, okay, there's an opportunity here, yeah. right? And then it's another thing to go, there's an opportunity here for me. Yeah. You know, those are two separate, two separate feelings almost, right? Mm -hmm. So, when does it become, okay, there's an opportunity here for me? Okay. Why did you yeah, take yeah. it upon yourself? I mean, because I mean, not to cut you off. Yeah. There are a lot of opportunities. Everywhere in other markets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what yeah. what made you? Uh, I think I was just curious at the start. I didn't choose it for me. I, I didn't know what was the business about at okay. all. So I was checking online, researching, looking like how to import like my own products, mm -hmm. other prices, and everything. Then I like found a UK website that, that that does something called private labeling. Okay. So you you buy your own products, mm -hmm. like the manufacturer does it for you, and you send him your logo and your labels. Mm -hmm. He stick it on the bottles right. and sends it to you. Okay. So I thought, and the prices weren't that bad at all. Like it's right. within my budget. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I started my business with one thousand five hundred euros. Wow. Like. Mm -hmm. It's not really low, but it's no, no. But I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's it, it's, it, it, it's it's an achievable amount. Exactly. For, for, yeah. I mean, for, for, for a lot for of people, two months yeah, or something two, three, like even a year, right? Yeah. I mean, okay, so you, you find this company yeah. as a private label, and you, is it at that point you decide, okay, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna uh, do this now because you realize, yes. oh wow, it's not that expensive. Yeah, and it's doable. Like, mm -hmm. uh, so I started contacting designers. There is uh, a print shop next to the IT in my college over here. Mm -hmm. uh, they had like a painting of a lion, and I went in. It's this like picture from Google. They said no, it's a designer here uh, called John Rooney. Okay. So I told them. Uh, I was actually a lot confused about the labels. What's the name of the logo? What's the name of the brand? Right, you know, right. that's yeah, yeah, of like course. I mean, you're essentially stepping into like uncharted territory. 
yeah. right? The unknown. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you're afraid, like if people didn't like this name, if it didn't mm -hmm. click, mm -hmm. if it's not easy. I changed the name maybe three, four times. Like, oh, right, right. Just to be maybe satisfied from the inside, like yeah, with your yeah. brand, like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I contacted him. He made me the label and the logo, uh, the logos and the label and everything. Mm -hmm. It was at first called Lion Beard. Right, right. But like when I uh, uh, then after we printed the labels and everything, I got like the uh, the product. Mm -hmm. uh, I started sending it, sending it. Uh, started selling. I I started the website on Wix. Mm -hmm. dot com. Mm -hmm. Uh, I started marketing my products. How, and how are you marketing it? Uh, I first got my products, uh, my family were here, my parents. Mm -hmm. So my first uh, idea was uh, giving it to celebrity, celebrities, like social media celebrities in Saudi Arabia. Hmm. Okay, and did you, have a, did you have a direct link to these celebrities? No, I just had to like message them uh -huh. on Instagram. Okay. They're like, you know those social media celebrities, they're only like 50,000 followers, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 40,000 followers, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, they differ. But they really helped me a lot. Okay. They were taking pictures of the products, uh, I got this awesome package, and I also like gave them a discount from their side, if anybody oh, comes from the, the, this, their this, side. This, this is interesting, so were you giving, so you, you get in touch with these influencers, right? Yeah. And um, what, what, what does that kind of message even look like? Like what do you uh -huh. say for, for anyone who's wondering, right? Because, I mean, is it like, oh, hey, here's my new product? Like, hey, uh, uh, my name is Mansour uh, from Lionbeard uh, back then. Yeah. We're a, Saudi, uh, we're a star Saudi Arabian startup. We would like to send you some products. If you can give us your number and we'd appreciate any help from you. Like, And how many of these did you send out? Uh, I send a few every once in a while, like. At first, I, I think I sent five to six. Mm. Some influencers like brought a lot of followers with them. Some influence and influencers, no, no effect. No, right. Not at all. <laughs> I think one of them didn't even take. He only said thank you, like on a Snapchat, and that's it. Like, right, right, right. Um, and so you're mailing them the product. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, at first, for I used free. For free, yeah, yeah, yeah of course, uh, absolutely free. Like, mm -hmm. and even like some of them, I still send them every once in a while, like. Because yeah. like they're happy with my products and I'm happy with them. They're supporting mm -hmm, me. So, mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's th that's what grew my business the most. I focus like for example rappers in Saudi Arabia, like the ones with beards. Mm -hmm. Like uh, my next market is like uh, we have like something s similar. Like I don't know if you know Star Academy. Star? No, tell me more. It's 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 weird. Like okay, okay. <laughs> That clears that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like when they bring like people to live in the same house. Like, what's the name of the British? Uh, Big thing? Brother. Big Brother or like the Gordon. Uh, what was it? <laughs> so, I'm, something I'm, similar I'm, to Big Brother. Like, okay, okay. They bring people in the house and they do like, they then vote for who like stays in the house and who like, leaves okay. and everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's called Zid uh, Rasidak in Arabic. Okay. So mainly I'm gonna focus on them, like this is the second segment. They're more religious and more like take care of their beers as well, like it's mm. a different market. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And hopefully in the future maybe footballers and in every barbershop you'll find like my products. And like what, I mean when you're, you're messaging these influencers, right? Yeah. And I assume some of them, as you said, 
weren't very responsive. Yeah. Why, why did you, what made you to keep getting in touch with more? I mean, because that's essentially rejection, right? Yeah. So how were you able to kind of get over that yeah, rejection yeah. and keep asking? I found evidence because from the people beforehand that some of them were responsive. Uh -huh. So it's like, it's kind of like luck. Hmm. If somebody was supportive, somebody, some of, like a rapper was really uh, appreciative of what, what I sent him. He hmm. actually made like an Instagram story, and I got around 100 or 200 followers from him. Yeah, that, that, that's that's very interesting. So yeah. so the way you saw it was well, you were at peace with the fact that you would get some positive reactions, yeah, and then others that perhaps are not so positive. Yeah. And then you control for that by just sending out as many as you could. Kind of, yeah. Right, right. And then, so, 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 so that was that, right? And how has it been in, in, in the two-year period since yeah. then? What are some of the challenges that you faced with the business itself? Um, some of the challenges... Uh, my first challenge, I was bringing the products to here, to Dublin over here. Mm -hmm. And whenever I, I got like a contract with one of the shipping companies, so they make me a, a, around eight, 70 to 80 euro, a 70% discount on every shipment. Mm -hmm. But uh, still, like the customers weren't satisfied with it because uh, in Saudi, because like the shipping is 30 euros and the product is 30 euros. <laughs> so it wasn't really effective. Uh, so the next plan was I send the products to my mom in Saudi Arabia and whenever I get an order she just distributes it from there mm. so I receive the order here and like I tell my mom like there's and, and then she would take it exactly right exactly. right and um, how, how, how how receptive was she to the idea uh, she's really supportive mm. until this day my mom I think she's 80% of the business <laughs> of really? what she does yeah tell me more about that um, like my mom is managing like the quantities of the products okay she's so like, she's like very actively involved very very much right. yeah it must be a beautiful feeling man, just you know to, to have your your mother as part yeah. of this project yeah you know? and she's you know, like she's just motivated because I'm her son, like somehow, mm -hmm. you know. So it's like she's really happy about it. And it's given, given her like a, a sense of purpose. Yeah. That, that's 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 beautiful, man. And so she manages just to make sure quantities are right. And yeah. Give it, up give with it to orders. the delivery driver and everything. Okay. Like. So are you still? Is is that process still in place where you get the product here? Yeah. Sorry, get the orders and then she dispatches from Saudi. Yes. And um. And so do you, sorry, do you bulk deliver to Saudi? To Saudi, yeah, to my mom. To your mom? Yeah. And then she just distributes them till, till today, that's the model. Until today, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But now what's the difference? Uh, a company recently approached me in Saudi, it's called Artistia. Mm -hmm. It's similar to Etsy.com. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, so like I put my products on their website and mm -hmm. they like take a commission on every product sold and they manage okay. the products. And they offer something called cash on delivery as well, so. That, so that, that, that's very. That, that makes it very. That makes it very easy, I suppose. For like for, you yeah. just put on the website. Oh, I want to order this, and it comes to you directly, and that's it. Mm. Like, you know, you just pay on, on the door. And and and, I mean, of course, I don't expect you to give the exact figures, but what yeah. how how, 
how are the, the numbers for you? I mean, two years on, what's the trajectory been like? Have you had something like months where you've sold nothing and other months that were better than others? Um, I've had months that I haven't sold anything because mm. I was busy in college and at the same time, like, you know when you're far away from your business, you're not mm. as motivated mm. like somehow. Mm. Uh, but like I was in Saudi in December uh, mm -hmm. for yeah for around 15 days mm -hmm. and I sold like it's one of, it was one of my best months I sold around like 1,500 euros or 2,000 wow. euros so in, in, in within within that 15 within day period or over the across the month for the whole month like right 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 and what what changed what was different you know while you were there. Um, I think I was excited. I'm just taking pictures of the products, posting on Instagram, uh, talking to people. Uh, oh, so, so you're going out to speak to people about the product? Uh, no, I mean on WhatsApp, okay. like um, more or less, and on the and on the customers as well. Mm. Uh, and I also made a few two bulk sales, like two okay. of them ordered like 10, 10 products, ten products. Mm. So that really came in handy at the end, like. And, and like, in in. in so when you get to a point where you make like a thousand five hundred euros in sales, what is what's that feeling like? Man? It must be like I, I can only imagine. It must be like just a crazy amount of validation for you in that moment. Like wow, you know, I'm, this is success. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and it, it's it, it, it's beautiful to see. And here's the thing: I want to scale it back a little bit. So sure. guys, I met I met Mansoor. I call him Barry, so I'm just going to yeah. speak. Barry, Barry, I, I, yeah, I met, yeah. I met him. I'm having a few different names because my first name is Hardy, <laughs> so... It's crazy, but we met about six years ago now. Yeah. Right? We came to Dublin at the same time, and we met in an international school. And the reason I'm bringing this up is we're speaking now about his business and he's talking about, you know, orders and, like, reaching out to influencers, but... I mean this in the best way possible. This was not the case when I met you six no, years ago, right? But if it was far from this, yeah. right? And when I, when I met you, it, it seemed, I mean, I was the same as well, but you certainly didn't know where exactly, what your inclinations were, you know, what you wanted to do. You were just an international student, adapting to a new culture. Yeah. Um, weather every just everything <laughs> yeah. everything in general just so, trying to have fun and that's it like, yeah man yeah. so the the this is interesting because the transition yeah from that point of i mean you were one guy i knew who was just constantly on the session like constantly right and yeah it's a dramatic shift so can you talk to me about that shift how do you go from international student in dublin you know Culturally, haven't you're still exploring the, the new culture, yeah. right? And and then you know you're you're in, I guess the typical student lifestyle of yeah, you know partying. partying. Yeah. But how do you, you remember how much oh, we party? Oh, oh man, I, I'm guilty as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sitting here trying to, you know. Yeah. When, so when I say if it seems as though he didn't know where he where what he wanted to manifest, then I was the same, right? And this is interesting because. I feel like today we're having a conversation as two completely different people yeah. to the ones that met six years ago. So I guess I want you to just talk to me about that that change for you. What changed? Like why 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 didn't you continue down that? Yeah, yeah, I mean why not? Uh, uh a lot 
has changed. Like, it wasn't easy at all, to be honest. Hmm. Uh, I think what we talked about earlier, uh, about like relationship and part of relationship is love. Like before the podcast, yeah, yeah, about yeah. suffering We've and Suffering like and pleasure. And right. pleasure, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of it was like suffering with my relationship with my family. Hmm. Like they weren't happy with me. I wasn't connecting enough. Uh, I was just like concerned about my own happiness. I think that was part of it. Um, go on, go on. So, so like, uh, and I all like how? Where do you want me to start from? Oh, like, no, to start wherever you feel comfortable, sure. bro. Like because like I reached a level where we I failed all of the subjects in the first year of Trinity, mm -hmm. as you remember. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And that wasn't. That was a. I mean, that was a. That was a dark moment for you. Very, very. Yeah. yeah. I was expecting I'm gonna do better. I only failed that two subjects, but like, I almost got kicked out of. I actually got kicked out of college. I asked them if I can do repeats, mm -hmm. and they like, mm -hmm. they were hesitant about that as well. That, that that's crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just just to paint a picture for people listening. You came here for school, yeah. so you get into school. And then you fail everything. everything so this like, is a fundamental, catastrophic setback. Yeah. Right? Because this was the whole purpose of me coming of you here. You coming like, here, yeah. right? And and so, talk to me about what are you thinking in that moment, right? Like, uh, I mean, of course, your parents, I assume, were were disappointed. Yeah. Right. So how do you how do you deal with the disappointment within yourself? This disappointment from your your parents. But just what is what is going uh, through your mind? Are you thinking? Man, I'm, I'm such a failure now. I've let yeah, myself down. Yeah. Or are you still somewhat oblivious? Are you kind of thinking, well, you know, this shit happens. I'll no, try again. Not at all. Mm. Okay, so you were aware. Yeah. Of, okay, this is a monumental, yeah. you know, like, disaster. Yeah. I felt really bad at that time. Um, I, and I was like under the influence of a lot of like hmm. different stuff hmm. at the same time, like weed and everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and when I got the news, it was a really painful moment, I guess. And when I went back home like, to see my dad and everything, mm. that was harder as well. He was like, showed me the face of disappointment. Mm. And, and I was like, really sobering up at that time because I wasn't smoking or anything. Mm. So it mm -hmm. all came together like... Right, so, so it would be safe to say that not the, 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 the momentary failure, if we want to call it that, was just a consequence of the lifestyle at the time? Uh, I guess so, yeah. Mm. The lifestyle, the friends I used to hang out mm. with. Mm. Uh, they're like, they're good friends, but like, they're not for the moment, for partying, but like, they're not, uh, I don't want to like... It's a, no, 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 this, this is interesting because it, it begs the question of, you know, friendship, I think, has to be functional. Yeah. Right. And if, if they're not supportive of, of what you want to do, mm -hmm. they're just like letting you down all the time. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. like that wouldn't get you further. Like 100%. If you're looking to please them all the time, and at right. the same time you can't focus on your goals or yeah. even motivate yourself to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And and I think you know it, it takes a lot to be able to say, well, okay, this person is not a bad person per se, yeah. but they're probably not the right fit for me exactly. right now. Yeah, right? exactly. And I think you sort of have to come to that realization sooner or, or later. Yeah. O otherwise, it's just a continuous sliding slope. Yeah. Right? And um, so, tell me about, so we talk about 
those friendships that you wanted to let go of or yeah. maybe if you don't want to use the word let go just distance yourself from a little bit what was that process like because um, this is also it's hard to do right because these are people you're spending a lot of your time of my time with so like, yeah they were best friends as mm -hmm. well like, so it's uh, hard to be like well now i'm going to step back it wasn't easy like mm. even like i feel bad until now that i didn't explain myself enough right to them like to understand what, what? why right. am i doing this like, mm -hmm. uh, because it's like when i when i look at back at it like i was maybe a bit scared to speak up like on my right. mind but mm -hmm. now like mm -hmm. i understand perfectly why, what, why, what what the situation was yeah why why did why did i do that like, mm -hmm. uh, and as you mentioned earlier it was like a big transition for the last five years mm -hmm. uh, like uh, I was suffering a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. I, I, yeah, I remember I, me. Like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And uh, like existential crisis. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I was like the hippie Mansoor who's just like smoking drugs, partying, hmm. and now I'm not doing anything. I have to do something. I have to do something. I have to do something. And uh, that was unhealthy as well because I wasn't accepting myself. As Mansoor, hmm. I want to achieve something to accept myself. Hmm. That was like a hard moment on myself as well. Hmm. Um, so the, that, that, that sticks out to me, right? So what is that moment of acceptance like? What does that look like in, you know, for you? How, how do you get to a point where you're comfortable enough with the situation, with your current reality, right? So let's yeah. say okay, I've made horrible choices up till now. Yeah. I can't take them back. If I could, I would, but here I am. Yeah. And then you transition into, I'm here, and I want to move forward. Yeah. But in order to move forward, you need to come to a place of peace with where things are now. Exactly. And, yeah. and not, like, try to deny the situation. You exactly. need to get to grips with reality. How did you do that? Um... I'm still in the process, to be honest. Of course, I mean it's continual. It's continual, yeah. but I mean at least between that starting point yeah. to now. To now, um, like as I said, uh, I didn't stop like partying after uh, after like the like after facing my father and after like stopping talking to my friend like. Uh, okay, so you were still, like you. I, I was still partying, but not as much. I was mm. like only used to party in the weekends afterwards mm. and stuff like that, which, which was normal. Mm. But still, I wasn't like one hundred percent myself. Mm. Um, and what do you think? What, what is it that drew you to the partying, just for you? Like, what was it? Did you feel comfortable there, or? Uh, yeah. Maybe because I wasn't accepting myself as I am. I was looking for something else. Mm. I have to drink so I can talk to this girl, for example. Mm. I have like to take this pill so people would accept me and love me. Like mm. I, I think that's my reason, like for mm -hmm, doing mm -hmm, so. Mm -hmm. And I continued doing this for two to three years, mm -hmm. up up until third year, yeah. Um, and I was doing all sorts of things. Just I think just like to be happy with myself. Uh, uh, I, I was on like anti-antidepressants like for a while. Mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. uh, uh, taking like psychedelics mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. to explore what's in my mind. Mm. I was doing loads of meditation, mm. just like 
just to get that thing right, you know, inside right. of you, like that's the thing that you're really hating, mm, that mm. that inferiority, I think. That's interesting, and that yeah, yeah, yeah. Then um, I was in Saudi for a summer, and I was chilling with this friend. Uh, I think he was driving around. We were just like haven't seen him for a while, and he was telling me like, "Man, why don't you do something called CBT?" Cognitive behavioral therapy. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Because I did counseling before, and that huh. that's good for like stress, but not good for like major anxiety issues and hmm. stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Uh, or I don't know. <laughs> well, 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 like, but for you, for it didn't my, get me, the yeah. the the results that you want that you needed. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. So I was looking for a cognitive behavioral therapist throughout like that. In the beginning of my third year, mm -hmm. um, and I finally found like the perfect one for me here in, in, in Dublin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and I kept pushing myself. And uh, like the first thing he told me, like for your situation, no more drugs mm -hmm. and even drinking. Don't drink that much mm -hmm. because it's gonna like put you off confidence, you wouldn't be able to focus and it will bring up all of that anxiety again. Hmm. And he told me as well, like I have tendencies for obsessive compulsive disorder, like OCD hmm. and generalized, generalized anxiety disorder as well, hmm. which I was like, it made sense at the end, you know, okay. all of this suffering like is happening. It's not unusual. It, uh, it all made sense, like at the end. Like I, I, I see what you mean, but but when you so you're listening to this guy tell you all this stuff about yourself. Mm. That's not easy stuff to hear. I mean, granted, you're living it and you're experiencing it, right? Yeah. But that must have been kind of hard to, to listen to, even uh, though you knew you had a sense for. I mean, this, you're living the reality; it's yeah. your reality. But yeah. then to hear someone read that reality back to you can't yeah. have been easy. It wasn't easy, but at the same time, it was a bit of a relief as well. There's a solution to it, like, you know, mm. if you continue, like, if you do these exercises, that will help you. If you do, I don't know what, that will help you as well. Mm. So I found it really, like, really reliefable. I don't know if that's a word. Yeah, no, no, it, it, it's interesting because um, I was just listening to um, Seth Godin. Okay. He's, he's, he, he, he's an author and entrepreneur. And one of the most successful entrepreneurs I think that we have to date, right? Mm. He was the one who essentially invented internet marketing. Okay. Yeah, so he, he actually credits CBT. Really? Yeah, for, you know, for, for a lot of his success because he said he had a lot of issues dealing with um, just, just limiting beliefs that he had, feeling like I'm not good enough. Yeah. But, but that he credits CBT with being able to really almost reorganize his brain Ideas chemistry and like, yeah, yeah so it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I only I only watched this yesterday really? and then here you are today talking to me about CBT so it's um, nice. it's interesting so I mean how, how, how long did you how long did that process take are you still uh, I'm still on it to okay, be yeah, yeah yeah of course um, I finished I, I started with my first therapist I saw I, st I stayed with him for a year mm-hmm then like afterwards like uh, and within that year I started like the lathe, lathe beards and I cleared up my mind from like drugs and, and drinking it's not clearing up my mind but I, I, I became more focused on myself 
more But I mean, you could say clearing up your mind. I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah, right? yeah. It's almost like just just taking taking stock of your life. Uh, as, as one of my favorite authors, uh, Jordan Peterson, will, will say, right? It's like, mm. okay, where am I now? What am I doing yeah. now? I can continue down this path or what would it look like if I cut out X, Y, Z and then you kind of project yeah. that. So that's essentially what you did, right? You, you, yeah. you had to be realistic with yourself. It's like yeah. X, Y, Z, these things, drinking or whatever it was, it's yeah. not helping me, exactly, right? Yeah. If I continue down this path, I'm going to get more of what I'm experiencing now, which is suffering, yeah. disappointment, or I can start to cut things out. And see how it goes. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll get better, which was a yeah. hope for me, like yeah. somehow. And yeah. And yeah. after that year, like I stopped CBT for a while. Then yeah. I started with another therapist. With another, not, not, I started with her recently, around three months ago, mm. with another approach. Like, and I found her approach is more tailored to me. To where you are now. Yeah. And that that's that's interesting. And she, What's that approach like? Is, is it still within the realm of CBT? CBT, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the first therapist would tell me like to go out and do stuff. Mm -hmm. For example, I'm anxious from talking to you. Mm. I would come to you and ask you a question like, mm. so challenging like mm -hmm. my anxiety. But this therapist like deals with the mind first. Mm. Like for example, I'm coming here, oh, I'm gonna be a failure. Where's the evidence that you're gonna become a failure? Mm. It's just a feeling. Okay, where's the evidence that you didn't become a failure? Oh, I have a business. I mm. have like an amazing girlfriend. Mm. Uh, uh, my brother was talking to me today and like he said thank you for I don't know, for something even very small, mm -hmm, but like mm -hmm. appreciate that. Like essentially like building up building up a well of self worth. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And, and and not getting clouded by negativity bias or yeah. maybe like misrepresenting your current reality because of failings from the past. Exactly, right? yeah. That, that's, yeah. That's very she, powerful she, stuff. She tells me, put that in mind, like you failed in the past. You have this feeling because you failed in mm. this. But you did a list of these things. And right. Whenever I lay it out, usually the the evidence for the positives outweighs the negative. By much more, by much mm. more, like 10 positives and only one negative. Mm. And that mm. negative isn't actually, it's just like, uh, perception of that negative it's not actually a negative itself mm, like mm, as well mm. when you look at it but it's interesting though because like you know you are going to make mistakes inevitably yeah. right and they're like suffering is part of life but then so is you know fulfillment and 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 achievement yeah. and high performance and manifestation of self so I think for me, and if there's anyone listening who maybe has a different approach to this, you know, send me an email or I, I, I want to hear from you. But, but it's our job. So if we know that suffering is part of life, mm. it's like, how do, we, how do we reduce the degree to which we suffer? Yeah. For instance, right? Um, okay. For instance, last year, I, um, I ran a training program for, for, for a massive federal organization, a Nigerian organization, one of the biggest companies. I had to basically deliver a training program, mm. a week-long training program, one of the highlights of my life. Mm. But here was the problem. 
I never delivered a training program before, <laughs> right? Okay. And I'm going to be standing in front of very well accomplished professionals, right? Mm. Who have their undergrads, masters, you know, PhDs, as well as the work experience. I, I was in my third year of college, right? Mm. So the problem became for me, how do I get over this feeling of inadequacy? imposter syndrome I started you know I started questioning myself like boy am I am I able to do this like what mm. what business do I have doing this and I mean that was a form of suffering right and I had to dig within myself I had to become something greater than my current circumstance I had to yeah. develop a capacity that I didn't have right I had to learn how to, to build a course and how to deliver yeah, that course yeah, yeah. and how to stand in front of people and deliver three hour wow. long seminars for mm. five days it was a problem mm. it was suffering it like a form of suffering mm. but that's a better form of suffering than some other forms of suffering yeah so that's a constituent part of life mm. then it's i believe it's up to us then to 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 control for the dimensions of suffering that we experience and what's your take on that yeah i think i agree with you uh like my personal how to lower the suffering mm. i think like that's the hardest question in life like what everybody in life is doing like it's uh, interesting though because i mean for instance let's say you know you get say tonight you get like 3,000 orders mm. all of a sudden this is like an inventory problem like yeah. oh boy I've got to it's a lot of orders right I've yeah. got to get the stock in and I, you know, I've got to get it sent to my mom then you have to yeah, collaborate yeah. with your mom and make sure everything gets dispatched yeah. in the right way you could, you could say that's chaos it's, right yeah. but, but that's it's that's that's good chaos that's, like, yeah if yeah, you want to say yeah. that that's better chaos than like being engulfed in like you know, a, ski, a scam or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or, or just feeling like you're you're not moving forward, like your 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 progress stagnant. Mm. You know, feeling like you're a failure. Yeah. So the suffering, if you want to, maybe even suffering, can be misinterpreted. But when yeah. I say suffering, I just mean chaos, as as, as Jordan Peterson says, the yeah. unexplored, the unknown. Yeah. Right. So it's always going to be there, but, mm. but but we can set ourselves up. To be in a position where it like you said it's good chaos yeah rather yeah. than destructive chaos right mm. and um that that's that's something from what i'm from what you're saying it, it's something you you became aware of yeah hmm? and, and and you know what 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 advice would you give anyone who is well Suffering so, so with chaos? I mean, they say someone who was in your situation. So, in, in a lifestyle that's not necessarily benefiting them in the long run. Mm. Um, and also, you know, from another country, dealing with that, yeah. dealing with that anxiety, who, who feels like, oh, you know, I'm a failure. What, 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 you know, what are a few things you would, you would, you would advise them just based on your, your own experience? Mm. You know, what, what would you... What would you say to that person? 
if you're talking to that person uh, right now, if that person is listening to this episode, yeah. what are a few words? Because you have been there. You know exactly yeah. what they're feeling. Yeah. How would you speak to them directly? Um, I would tell them, like, it's really normal to be anxious about this. It's mm. really normal to have, like, this many existential crisis issues, like, not knowing what to do on, like, being uh, lost. Mm. And especially if you feel like a failure, I think my first recommendation, if you can afford it, seek professional help if it was overwhelming. Mm. And I think as well, uh, uh, from my experience, don't like purchase loads of like self-help books. I don't think that would help you as much as like a tailored program for you. Mm. Like what kind of issues you're gonna suffer from. Hmm. Uh, a professional will help you with that. Uh, that's that's interesting though. Just on that, because I think definitely if if you can if I mean you can seek out a professional therapist, a professional coach. I, like I really believe in coaching, the power of coaching, right? Because hmm. essentially you're working with someone to change their situation. And, yeah. and, and CBT, it's, it's it's in the same sphere. But I certainly do believe that self-help books at least in my life have been immaculate it, it positive has helped, like, incredibly yeah. but then but then you know it's different starting points yeah. right you know so i guess you're you're speaking to people who are in your situation exactly because it's yeah. not enough to just read your way out of the problem yeah. you need a, a level of like accountability yeah. you know someone who can hold you accountable and steer you in the right direction yeah right yeah but you need to push that push mm, in one direction mm. what should you do right right like right like, yeah. so on, i i think i agree with the idea that you do need you know a support system mm. but um i also do know at least for me that like like i've benefited so much from just reading and, and mm. getting these lessons from other people who have yeah. experienced certain things yeah. um no, no but or, that's or interesting maybe for me because i was looking for that but one thing and that one thing wasn't satisfying the books that, that I was reading, it wasn't satisfying oh, me yeah, from man. them, like, you know? No, that makes, that, makes, that, so, that makes a lot of sense. And the interesting thing is, this was your experience. Yeah. I can't take that away from you. No, you know, and you're, you're sharing the things that helped you. Yeah. So it's, it's real. This is, this, is, this is true to your own story. Mm. And there are definitely people who can really relate to your story. Mm. You know, who are in that place. Who, I mean... For some people, they'll read the books and then they, they continue their own feedback loop of yeah. negative behavior. Yeah. What, what do you do then? Honestly, mm. to be honest with you, I'm 100%. I mean, I'm, I'm training to be a coach myself. So I'm mm. 100% in support of that. I think the help is out there. Go seek it. Yeah. You know, the money you're spending on the nights out, you know, just deploy it down a different channel yeah. for, for yourself. For yourself development, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. So, so, and it only takes a while from your life. Then, like, you can move forward in the direction mm. you love. Like, but, but I mean, why do you? What is it you think that people struggle? Like, for instance, like I think the idea of self personal development. Mm. It, it, certain people don't seem to pay immediate attention to it. Mm. You, you know, you know what I mean. They seem to just be 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 drifting, almost. Mm. right yeah just drift in life like, yeah yeah why do you think it is that more people don't take their 
personal development more seriously? Uh, or, or in your case, why did you not take your personal development serious, as seriously as you could have at the time? At that time. What was it? Did you even, did you think about it? Was it, you know? Uh, I think it was in the back of my mind, hmm. but uh, maybe I didn't believe in it much. Well, and why is that, just at the time? Uh, I don't know, Harry, that's a hard question to be honest. Like, I know, I know. Uh, Take your time. Why didn't I believe in personal development at that time? Maybe I, I was looking for external stuff to make mm. me happy about myself, probably, or uh, or actually I was depending on other stuff, like, <laughs> to, to make me <laughs> develop myself, like, mm. oh, if I smoke this joint, I'm gonna be, appear cooler to these people. Right. If I, like, took uh, this pill or had this drink, I'd be more confident in front of these girls. Mm, mm, so mm. maybe I was taking self-development in a wrong approach, <laughs> okay. if that makes mm -hmm. sense. That, that, like, makes, yeah. that makes a, a, a lot of sense. Yeah. I think there are many people who are still taking that approach, primarily because they just don't know any better. Yeah. You know, or they're it's not. It's the easy way. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and there is a culture of, you know, let's continue, let's drink as much as possible, and, you know, let's get intoxicated. Let's get fucked and, up. Yeah. Right? And, I mean, so it can be. It's easy to, to, to believe that that is the way, yeah. you know. Um, and this conversation is brilliant. And I think people are going to find this very, very valuable. You know, I love that you've been very open about this stuff, you know. Um, I, I guess another thing I want to I cover is you mentioned to me that, you, you know, you, you have a girlfriend now. Yeah. As of seven months in and around that? Seven months, like, since yeah, September man. probably. So talk to me, talk to me about that. Like... It's interesting that you get to a place of internal stability mm. and then you're able to offer something to another person, mm. you know, within the, you know, the confines of a relationship. How has that been for you? And what is that? What effect has that had on your life? Uh, like, I think you remember me. <laughs> before, like in the last three years or four years, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I almost like looked at relationships as something like too complicated. I would never get in like get like a girlfriend unless I'm this person, this perfect person. Mm -hmm. This like I have to have this attitude. I have to have this uh, charisma mm. just to get with a girlfriend. And after doing the CBT for a while, uh, I realized. No, I have. To, I don't have to do any of these things. Uh, and it was hard in the beginning, like when I approached her. Uh, I actually like. I we met the first time in London. I was visiting a friend over there mm -hmm. in the summer, mm -hmm. and like we met. I met with her, and like she wasn't off my mind for the next two, three weeks. Really? Like. And what what was it about her that made that impression? Oh, uh, she's like. Uh, she's like very open. I found like she has like similar similar uh, views about life, similar to me. Uh, mm. She's like an, also an art student, mm -hmm, which was mm -hmm. like really interesting for me as well. And also uh, like uh, she's always like, which I really love. She's always uh, supportive. Uh, for example, homeless issues. She she's always like. 
uh, volunteering I don't know where and I found all of that attractive like mm -hmm. and she's intellectual as well that's that's beautiful man yeah. <laughs> that, that that's that's beautiful and um, why why was that so attractive to you you know why the intellect and the the capacity to contribute what 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 about that holds you in I felt she was a bit similar to me like um, she cares about stuff that are not as materialistic as mm. like oh have you seen Justin Bieber I don't know right right <coughs> Georgie Shore that's the show I was going to tell you about earlier Oh, okay. Yeah, like, it was way over my head. I don't yeah, it's better for you like that. Like, <laughs> she's not like into those kind of shows. Like, um, I found her as an individual, not like individual, mm. individual. What I like her is her individu individuality. Like, yeah. Mm. And, uh, and so, so you. So I mean, you came back to Dublin. Yeah. And how did you kind of? How did you take it further? Yeah. Because at that time, are you still grappling with, hmm, you know, yeah, or do I have enough to offer this person? Yeah, but what if she rejected me? What if she thought of me just as a friend? So man, weirdly, I didn't speak to her for two weeks afterwards, so I don't lose her, which hmm. is like stupid. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> then I talked to one of her friends, like, she's the one who introduced me to her. Mm -hmm. And I was just asking her about, like, I think I have two cats and I was asking her about like my cats and stuff like mm. how to deal with them and mm, stuff mm. and she was telling me I was going to tell her like I'm gonna tell you something but please don't tell Leanne mm -hmm. who is my girlfriend mm -hmm. um, uh, but I can't get her out of my mind she told me like um, please don't tell her that as well but I think she told me the same like I was like nice <laughs> interesting, interesting. <laughs> there's no rejection here yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. and uh, yeah, I think that was the moment. If I can, like, can call you and like, mm -hmm. tell her like how I felt and everything. And I mean, that that is a very vulnerable position to be in, right? To you know, to really just from a place of just truth to say to somebody, you know, this is what I feel. Yeah. This is how you make me feel. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a scary thing to do. Yeah. At the same because, time, because like you love her as a friend, like, and you don't want to lose her, like. Mm, interesting. You know? Interesting. And um, or not as a friend, but like yeah, you don't want to lose yeah, her. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And and I mean, just moving on from that point with it, like in the seven month period, how has the relationship? Um, actually, probably a question that's more more interesting to me is sure. What are the challenges that you faced, and how have you how have you gotten over? How have you approached those challenges? Um, I think the biggest challenge is like not uh, she lives in London and, uh, and I live here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the distance but it wasn't that bad since Ryanair like offers <laughs> 20 mm -hmm. euro flight like mm -hmm. it's like you're going like, on a bus fare like sometimes mm -hmm, or on a taxi mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that was solvable like we see each other every two weeks now mm -hmm. uh, like money-wise, probably because like if you guys see each other for every two weeks, you have like to save up, manage your money, probably as, uh, mm -hmm. properly and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But, but I mean, that also has a positive effect then. 
because yeah. you're a bit more organized and yeah. you know you're not spending frivolously yeah. i'm spending this day not more than 10 euros mm -hmm. i'm spending mm -hmm. this day mm -hmm. not more than like eight euros you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. uh, and the other problem is i think it came up like my ocd anxiety came out mm. sometimes oh i'm not good enough mm. sometimes like i need confirmation from her like, assurance mm. from her like mm. am i good enough for you and stuff mm -hmm. like that Man, this is, is, this, is, this, is this too open? This like? is man. This is powerful stuff, and I, I like. It's interesting because I, I, I think. I mean, I, 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 I have a girlfriend as well. I'm in a very serious relationship, mm. and I can definitely relate to sometimes needing that confirmation. And I think yeah. anyone who has been truthful can relate to that. So mm. there's nothing to feel uncomfortable about, or you know, yeah. I've experienced that myself. Mm. You know, and, and and I'm sure she's needed confirmation from you. Yeah, and, and, and every once in a while, of course. Like, and yeah. there's also the distance to contend with. You know, um, it, it, it's. Thank you for being so open about, about you know. And yeah. And is there? And you actually found the perfect one. If she just like goes with you, goes with the flow with you, answers mm -hmm. your questions, mm -hmm. gives you the assurance when you need it, mm -hmm. and she accepts your flows as well. I think but, that's. But I mean, I, I, that's that's a functional relationship, you mm -hmm. know. And and is there anything? So after having cultivated, just from speaking with you, I can tell it's a powerful connection, yeah. right? How has that helped you in the way that you relate with other people? Um, I, think, I think I'm more understanding of other people. Uh, more con like, oh, there's somebody who loves me. Mm. So like, mm. you're more confident about yourself, like, you mm. know? Oh, me, me around the world, there's somebody who loves me. Yeah, so like, yeah, you're happy yeah. about it, like, yeah. so. Apart from your mom, probably who loves you. That doesn't count, like, yeah. <laughs> Every mom loves her child, like, so. <laughs> yeah, man, that's, um, it's, 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 it's powerful stuff, it's powerful stuff. Um, you know, I'm happy that we've sort of delved into just, you know, the journey up until this point. I mean, we started off talking about Lathe, Mm. And we've spoken about, you know, the, the battles that you had to have with yourself mm. and, you know, the changes that you needed to make um, the, 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 the powerful relationship that you have now with your girlfriend. Um, I have a few more questions, actually. Sure, sure. <laughs> if, I guess first place is, if you could go back five years ago, mm. what advice would you give? to yourself then based on what you know now yeah should i can i swear yeah uh, and say whatever you want don't fuck up yourself as much hmm. i probably wouldn't have listened to myself now to be honest like but like, okay so wh why would you not have listened to yourself because like i would know better back then like Oh, I know better. I don't. Mm. I don't need your advice. I don't. I, I know what I'm doing in my life. I'm mm. happy with it. Like, mm -hmm. but like, a, a sincere advice I would give myself, or a real advice I would tell myself that, uh, uh, stay away, stay, stay away from people who bring you down. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most thing. Uh, you don't need other uh, external stuff. Yeah. To be to happy. feel whole. Yeah, to feel whole. Exactly, mm. exactly. Mm. And powerful stuff. And and something there. Uh, no, I was going to say like 
and just experience stuff in life until you find what something you like. Hmm. Uh, okay. I, I want to mention this, like. Um, okay. Like, uh, I I when I started my business as late, I was I'm looking back in my life. I actually did some like venture stuff before in my life. Interesting, right? Like, for example, when I was like 13, I used to, uh, like, soda cans were not allowed in my school. Mm -hmm. So I used to buy like Pepsi Colas before going to school, like three mm. or four of them. Mm. And I wasn't much into sports, so I used to wait like for the, for the, for the, my classmates to finish like the sports class mm -hmm. and come all sweaty and stuff. And they're looking for that Pepsi or looking uh -huh. for that. And I'm selling it like for four times its price or something. <laughs> so it's four euro. I sell it for three or four mm -hmm, euros. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I even like after I think a week, I brought like my own, like, you know, the mini fridge bag yeah, that yeah. contains the heat inside of it. And until like the the principal of the school stopped me and told my dad, like, <laughs> you're ripping off our ch the children, like. Right, right. So it's interesting. So like this, this like this inclination had had been there. Yeah. Uh, I actually loved uh, selling stuff. I actually mm, like mm, enjoyed mm. doing this. It's powerful, man. So maybe do what you love. You don't have to become like. Because the trend is like everybody's becoming an entrepreneur and that stuff become like that maybe uh, for example like uh, if you enjoy speaking yourself mm, mm. you can like you it's your passion you're not struggling because you're doing it no you're exactly. enjoying it like. and, and when you when you meet those roadblocks then you're you know you're ready to persevere exactly, you know because wait yeah. this is something that I love to do so I'm gonna you know exactly I'm gonna you know pull up my boots you know let's get to it exactly yeah mm. yeah and this is this is powerful stuff man. And another question that I have is, sure. based on your own journey so far, and, and, and one thing you said earlier that struck me is, you know, this process, it's not like, you know, the, the process of self-actualization is ongoing, mm. right? You're still learning and growing as a person, right? Mm. But what is one thing, one thing that you know to be real? based on your life and your experience, what is one thing that you can say, well, I know this to be real? In what way? Like? Real in the sense that, or, or true, or something that resonates with you. Like, this question, you can answer it in any way based on what mm. it means to you. So maybe real might mean, okay, I know that such and such is true, or real might be, I know that this is something that means a lot to me or I know that this is something that I don't like or I know that this is something that I'm going to do however you interpret that question what is one thing that you you know to be real um, I think that's my goal like it's my goal to understand this reality that I am good enough the way I am like hmm. uh, I may want to like have passion to expand my business more but I don't have to do anything to my personality or do anything to uh, just to accept myself more I'm happy the way like myself more maybe I can improve myself in of course in, in small ways right but but ways that are cohesive with your own vision for yourself exactly right yeah so I don't have to be that like really outgoing person I don't have to be yeah that you can be yourself Ex and you temper that with with a willingness to continue growing and, exactly. and learning yeah yeah uh, power, powerful powerful stuff and I guess hmm. because, because like 
um, why I mentioned earlier like the self-help books um, maybe it's not the same ones that you read but a lot of them like not mm. a lot of I, I don't know I can say that I can show you some good ones okay okay yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, practical sure. ones not like rah rah macro that you can't apply yeah be that person yeah I don't know yeah what, no like, yeah, yeah in, in fact when I when I say self when I say self-help books I'm really more so thinking books that help me ex understand a particular concept per yeah. se you know whether it's how to you know break like I, I read this very uh, interesting book called never split the difference okay. by, by this author named Chris Voss okay so Chris Voss was the FBI's lead international hostage negotiator for about okay. 20 years okay right so in this book never split the difference what he's doing is he's basically um, sharing principles mm. of, of, of influence that he gained from negotiating with terrorists with kidnappers mm. you know bank robbers mm. and he's he's explaining the psychology behind how he was able to connect with them to get okay. what he wanted yeah and he breaks distills them to a few elements actionable elements that you can you can you can apply in your relationship daily with, life with, yeah, yeah yeah so and he in this book he, it's like this is what you do this is how you mm. do it this is why you do it then he gives you an example okay, how he yeah, used it yeah. so I mean it, when yeah. he was making that book he wasn't thinking oh this is going to be a self-help book it's yeah. more so I'm going to share my principles and I learned yeah yeah so when I say so that those are the kind of books yeah. that I, you know no, it's had a powerful maybe impact. I was meaning like you know the books like the manager of today I don't know like how to be a manager in the day and stuff like that mm -hmm. because when you look at the people who I don't want to be stereotypical but talk, when you, talk to me but when you look at them like they're really similar in everything they shake hands in the same way they like touch their hand afterwards like mm. uh, they're, they're all you they're all following the same rules like somehow mm. which mm. I found like as well not really okay so this is interesting so you essentially have to find you need to curate your learning around yourself. Exactly. Wait, okay, yeah. that's very powerful because that's something, something that I, that I, 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 I do, or I try to do. Right. I'm just like you. I'm still learning, man. I have such a passion for learning, and I've only recently, within the last couple of years, truly understood, come to understand the power in the process of learning. Yeah. You know, I've learned to, you know, not walk by ego but walk by curiosity mm. you know yeah, yeah. It's, it's why it's why I, I, I train in martial arts so because it, it, it forces me to constantly shed my ego yeah it forces yeah. me to become very present in the moment mm. to to develop a level of comfort in high panic situations yeah you know what I mean so you need to really I think that that, that what you said there really uh, resonates with me so you need to curate you need to curate your own learning around you it's not just a you know one not size fits all yeah not becoming mm. another person but apply it to yourself like mm -hmm. this is this and how this this has been a great conversation for for a number of different reasons but you know one thing i will say is it's been great to have this time to just reconnect and speak in depth about these issues man and um just from from speaking with you now, I mean, it's obvious that you have you have taken stock of your life and you've you know you've you've, you've developed discipline and, and and you're purposeful. You know, what 
going back to late what is the mission what is the next step for late what, what are you trying to achieve so I mean it started initially as okay here's an opportunity but yeah. now two years on what is the vision for late um, I think I'm trying to build the brand I like when I started I wasn't um, I was it's just about like selling and making like the brand and stuff but now maybe it's more about I'm thinking about the influence that it has on people um, hmm. I'm trying to create the message like, hmm. okay, you're a man, uh, it's not wrong to love yourself, embrace yourself. Hmm. Uh, it's not about beards, it's about taking care of yourself. Hmm. Hmm. You don't have to be, the, you know, the stereotypical alpha male yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. We, people we, are expecting of you. Hmm. Of you. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so hopefully I'll be able to pass this message. Okay, uh, man, that's powerful. That's, and I think... I like a lion, you know, you, you're a lion, like somehow, mm, you know. Mm. And, and, and you're your own lion, right? Exactly, not, not, yeah. not the lion that society, you know, defines. Exactly, yeah. That's, that's a powerful message. And I think that a lot of men need to hear that, you know. Mm. And like, I think it's yeah. crucial, mm. you know. Um, so I'm really excited just to see, see how that, how the journey, you know, continues to grow. And um, you know, I want to I want to support in any way that I can. Well, unfortunately, I don't have a beard now. I might just grow one for. I have a product okay. for you now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I guess I'm gonna put all of this in the in the episode notes anyway. But um, sure, where can people find your stuff? Um, they can find it through latebeards.com. L L A Y T H. Yeah. Beards. B E A R D S. Dot com. Dot com. Or through our Instagram as well. We can manage shipment to anywhere in the world. Okay. Okay. That that that's that's brilliant, man. So, so guys, you you, you heard it here. And ten percent um, discount for anybody from the followers of Harry. Yeah, yeah. Thinkeroo Talks podcast. So anyone. So guys, this wasn't even planned. So 10% yeah. discount. We're gonna make this happen. I'm gonna hold you to it as well. Yeah, sure, sure, perfect, definitely. Perfect. Man. So we're gonna make. We're gonna. You know what? You know what? Oh. I'm going to make a purchase. Okay. I'm gonna purchase some products, and I'm gonna run a giveaway. Okay. For our listeners. Sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm gonna do that. Cool. It'll definitely. We'll run it. We should even do like a. The winner of the, the we should do like a meet and greet for whoever wins, right? That'd be yeah. really cool. So they get to meet meet the, the, the man behind the brand. <laughs> yeah. you know, that'd be a powerful experience. You know, it would be. how many times yeah. you get to say, "Well, I met the." I mean, if you're open to it, so I'm putting you on the spot now yeah. in front of all the sure. listeners. Sure, sure. <laughs> you're probably thinking, "Oh, fuck." <laughs> hey, uh, to be honest, like, this is a state of success. You're interviewing me now. Right, right, right. Uh, if I did that, that would be like mm, a further step. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, man, I've got a lot of, like, I've, I've got a lot planned. But you know, conversations like we've had today are what I'm really trying to share with people. You know, meaningful stuff. I yeah. want to sit here and talk about the weather, or yeah. you know, the, just meaningful stuff that you know, vulnerable, vulnerable conversations that people can relate. To, you know, so. I've I've, th- I've thoroughly enjoyed this, you know, oh, and, me too, like, and I mean, for having me. oh, for sure, for sure, and I think I mean I've got a lot planned, and I'll keep you in the loop, of course, before this goes live and everything. Mm. Um, but one one more thing before you go, sure. What is one thing, one question you would ask 
my listeners that would make them think about things differently. So, for instance, I had a, I had my I had my brother Fortune Lago, who um, he has his own clothing brand. But he his okay. question was, his question was, are you fulfilled? You know, are you fulfilled? Mm. So, what what would your question? Be? I think you would have to honestly ask yourself. Uh, What's the most thing that's harmful to me at the moment that I'm doing right now? Hmm. That's interesting. So, so what? What am I doing right now that is most harmful to, to my me, life, to my, to my relationship with others? Like. Hmm. And uh, that's powerful. So, guys, what is the most harmful thing you're doing right now that is affecting your relationship with yourself and others? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're gonna. I think we should sign out with that. And let that one sink in. So guys, you know, I'd love to hear back from you. You know, if you have any, you know, what what is it? What do you think it is? Send me a private email or DM me on Instagram or, you know, wherever you want. And uh, so guys, you know, I, I think we should we should end it on this note. It's been a very powerful episode, and I'm looking forward to getting this out there to to more people. And um, until next time. Take it easy, guys. This has been yet another episode of the Thinkeroo Talks podcast. Guys, I really hope you enjoyed this one. See you next time. Have a great day. I learned the 